Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F dot com. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Presented by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. Hawkins Sprint Car Racing, our favorite time of the week. And we are so glad that you have joined us. Aaron, Evan, Hammond, Steve Post, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, are you kidding me? You know oh, where I was boy. at this weekend. Yeah, give us the deets. Anything oh, good? Oh, my gosh. Well, Central Pennsylvania is alive and well. Um, very, very well. I, um, I seriously had just one of the better weekends a person can have. It was... Um, it was nice going up there. I love when we go to places and do our Wing Nation shows and all the stuff we do. But I equally like when we go to places and we don't do the Wing Nation shows. And it just gives me a little time to kick around, run to the pits. I talked to a lot of drivers, a lot of teams. I went to Danny Dietrich's shop, went to Lethal Chassis, went to the Eastern Museum of Motor Racing. Um... And I saw a lot of food pits. There was a lot <laughs> of food consumed. It was a great, but I did run a five mile race on Saturday morning wow. too. Oh, I saw and your time was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I, was, yeah. I looked at that. I was like, "Darn, look at you!" I'm uh, I'm getting there with that. Yeah. that I'm, I'm not. I'm not ever. You're you're never going to see me holding a gold medal at the Olympics or even close to that. I was impressed. I, I saw five making, miles. I am making really, really good progress with that. Yeah. Which justifies the food pics that we saw. Um, from the various food stands at particularly Williams Grove, mm. the food at Williams Grove, the pizza at yeah. Williams Grove. Well, you walk up to the concession and the ice stand cream. and the, yeah, an ice cream. You walk up to the pizza stand and there's a real full blown, full size size of a wall pizza oven. So they're not just you know ordering it down with the old quickie mark and slicing it up and throwing a slice on a plate. They're making no, pizzas see. there, mm. real. It was good. A um, couple of things come to mind. We'll get into we'll get into the the the, the rest of the show here. Uh, Thursday night went to Babs Motor Speedway. Um, it's one of those stories where when you don't go somewhere regularly, you notice like when kids grow up and you don't see them for a year yeah. or two. Oh my God! What Scott Gobrek and Col- Colton Gauss are doing mm. there? Um, they have bought in three adjacent pieces of property. Uh, I think one might have been a couple of years ago. The other two were more recent. Which they needed some space. Which they there, needed yeah. some space. So they bought the flea market off from turns one and two, and they bought the lot across the street um, for parking. Um, they got grandstands that are now into turn number three from a high school that was refurbishing, tearing down. Um, I say all of this. The place looks 
spectacular. So, and they got a huge jumbotron in the middle. I mean, it is good. Back pits are all leveled out. Really, really nice. So, it's uh, and it's not a shocker. Scott and Colton have yeah. a passion and working hard. My point is, is this is a track we're going to need to keep an eye on. And I don't even know what that means in the crowded landscape of central Pennsylvania. My sense is you don't build up this Taj Mahal solely for Saturday night super sportsman racing. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I don't know what that means. And, and nobody has told me anything. And I didn't ask Scott or Colton Start what the, the plans are. Here you are. Now, I'm, uh, this is just logic 101. They are creating a showplace up there and a facility with space where they can host bigger events. I don't think you do that without the desire to host bigger events. Now, again, so it looks spectacular. This is one of those tracks. We always talk about, oh, what they're doing at Port Royal and oh, what they're doing here and what they did at Jackson. What they? Well, we need to start adding BAPS into that conversation. That place is looking really, really good. And by the way, it raced really, really mm. good, too. It was a really, really strong racetrack. So kudos there. There's a story that broke about a month, month and a half ago that got some attention because of who it was. May get a lot of attention in central Pennsylvania. Freddie Raymer next year is going to drive for a guy named Rich Eichelberger. Rich is a super sportsman competitor at BAPS Motor Speedway, been around the sport for 50 years, always kind of, sort of wanted to go 410 racing, and he is going to go 410 racing in a big, big way. Uh, Lots of cars, lots of motors, lots of parts, lots of pieces, lots of knowledge with Rich, lots of knowledge with Fred, lots and lots and lots for Freddie. Um, I have a hunch that Freddie Raymer in 2022, we're going to need to keep an eye on that boy too. Yeah. Um, he finished third. They, 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 they took a flyer, threw a car together and he finished third at BAPS on uh Saturday night with Danny Dietrich, Brent Marks and Freddie Raymer. Okay. So he's right there where he needs to be when you're running with Brent and Danny, yeah. you're right where you need to be on your first outing with this new team. And it got, it, it, it got their feet wet to learn a little bit about each other and B, it got the juices flowing. Rich told me after the race, it's been a long time since my heart was fluttering during the race. My heart was fluttering during the race. Um, Freddie Raymer might be someone we need to keep an eye on next year in central Pennsylvania. And I believe the plan is, is Fred's still going to field the 51 for a very limited campaign, but that might be the car that Freddie goes on the road with a little bit. So mm-hmm. we've always had that conversation about yeah. getting off the porch. Well, that 51 is a World of Outlaw winning car, and so... Taking that car, limiting the schedule so that Fred can whittle away on that thing, and then taking that on the road. Uh, I like what's going on for Freddie Raymer. Absolutely. And and just for me, a new owner. Like, a new you know, we always owner. Talk That's about exactly our right. You're right it. about that. Boy, you're right about that. Um I just I just think this is I think this is really, really neat. I think this has got some potential. And Rich is seventy one years old, so he's not a new young owner, but he is a new owner yeah. and really, really into what he's got going on next year. He was really, really into it driving into the pits on Thursday night. And he is, let's flip the calendar. Let's get the cars and go leaving the pit area. So really excited about that. And finally, because we're running late already, and we haven't even got to our Hefner Racing Products Hot Topics, uh, stop by the Eastern Museum of Motor Racing, Lynn Paxton's deal there. I just want to mention this, and we're going to put some of this on our Facebook. They 
received a collection from longtime open wheel owner, campaigner Stan Lobitz. And coming up in early October is a huge, huge auction with the proceeds to the EMMR. So great, great spot. Central Pennsylvania did not disappoint. It was spectacular. Speaking of spectacular, the Hefner Racing Products Hot Topic. I love a good family tradition story, and boy, we saw it with the World of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars on Saturday night. The Tom Tarleton Classic at Hanford. And, of course, another one of those tracks, Peter Murphy. we got to keep an eye on. Just mm-hmm. as I talked about with BAPS, Peter Murphy, what he is doing at Hanford is stout. Yes. They are building a show place out there, and they had a $21,000 win World of Outlaw race there, and it was big. It was especially big for Carson Macedo. Carson's grandfather is Robbie Tarleton. Robbie is brother of Tom. Carson's mother and father both race. I didn't realize this. Carson's cousins are Mitchell and Michael Facinto. I didn't know that either. I didn't know that. So, in in other words, racing is in Carson's blood and DNA. He started racing micros, but at age 15, he got his first sprint car ride from Tom Tarleton. So... Fast forward through California to the Midwest, and now one of the top World of Outlaw drivers. Here we are, Saturday night, his home track, only minutes from his home, the Tom Tarleton Classic. He's won a previous Tom Tarleton Classic, which was not a World of Outlaw race. Yeah. But to be a World of Outlaw driver at your home track to win a race in honor of your the guy that got you your first ride, mm-hmm. who is brother to your grandfather. He described it as a dream come true. I would say that's probably as close to dream come true as possible. Uh, absolutely. Oh, and driving Jason Johnson racing. Uh, yeah, oh, by the way. Bobby, speaking, yeah. Jack, Phil, right. the whole uh, game. Ninth win of the season. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Um, Talk I, about a dream come true. Yeah. All yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah, it's all going pretty good for young Carson. Uh, and so I just love that. I think that's really, really neat. Fun stuff. Flow Racing All-Star Circuit of Champions, Anthony Macri. We talked about when is he going to win Williams Grove, Grove? When's he going to win Williams Grove? Well, he won a couple of weeks ago, and he was right. He liked it so much, he did it again on Friday night. He was stout there. Saturday, Lincoln Speedway, the Dirt Classic, Justin Peck. We're going to talk to Justin. Lucas Oil ASCS National Tour, the 11th annual Jesse Hockett Memorial, Lucas Oil Speedway, 68 par for this one. Prelim nights, boy, I'll tell you when this guy gets rolling, when Derek Hagar gets rolling, you might be racing for second, and that's what it was Thursday and Friday. But our buddy, J.J. Hickel, first time he saw the Lucas Oil Raceway was Thursday night, and he got a vision from a victory lane vantage point on Saturday, $10,000, fourth win of the season, second in point. So we are going to talk to Justin Peck and J.J. Hickel here on the program. Now, not to be outdone here, fast sprints were in action in Ohio. Friday night, Greg Wilson. We have followed the trials and tribulations of Greg Wilson. We love our Hercules Tires driver and our buddy and our partner over there with Hercules Tires. And in complete honesty, there are times when Greg is banging his head against a wall. Um, Friday night, he went to Molar Raceway Park with a fast series, dusted him off, picked up the win, liked it so much, he came back Saturday night at Fremont and did the same dirt. Well, it took him to the last lap, Yeah, but he won that race. We are going to talk to Greg on Thursday on our podcast. Um, if you've listened to our Greg interviews in the past, you know that sometimes his interviews are not fit for 10-minute windows. <laughs> so we're taking the podcast and because he made a decision this summer to park his race team, which 
had to be a brutal decision. Mm -hmm. And to get a ride, now he's winning races. So on Thursday, we're going to walk with Greg through his 2021 season, including those two wins. I love it. Other winners, Scotty Thiel won the IRA uh, at Wilmot. Cy Lynch won Mercer. Lernerville was Josh Boffman. A.J. Flick is the champion there. Uh, River Cities, it was Austin Pierce. Paul Neenheiser picked up the win at Jacksonville. Jason Keith won at the St. Francis County Fairgrounds. Our friends at Hefner Racing Products, they know trailers and shop accessories. They They know what works best for your team. No other accessory can match the quality, performance, and design. And top trailer builders use HRP trailer accessories to outfit their stock and custom-built units. Yeah, and they're always adding, like, new cordless tool charging stations. Their sleek and design hold two cordless drills, impacts, or flashlights, and battery charges. Keep clutter from your workbench. And a roster includes something for every racer, team, trailer, and shop. So don't settle for anything less than Sprint Car Racing's number one accessories manufacturer. www.hrpracing.com. Great, great folks, that's for sure. And they have it all. It's that time of year. It's the end of the year. We're starting to get back toward the shop, looking around the shop. And if the stuff's all cluttered up, dial up HRP, get that shop organized. And then once you get the trailer gutted out, get the trailer organized. Oh, and in 2022, you'll be just just rolling, singing a happy tune, rolling down the highway. It's worth a few tents on the track. Yes, well, no. Well, okay. I was looking at it at the Chili Bowl. I was looking at that. You talked about that cordless tool charging station. Okay. You talk about it costs you a few tenths. You have a dead battery on something Yeah, more in the work tenths. area. Yeah, it's more than a few tenths. And that's where this, they really, because they're, they're racers. They're racers. They think about it from that perspective. Speaking of racers, it was the fabulous Lincoln Speedway. On Saturday night, Zeb Wise and Justin Peck with the all-star circuit of champions, Dirt Classic 8. Here's our buddy Blake Anderson with a call on Flow Racing. And now for the Dry Dean Deaf-Defying Move of the Week, where one driver simply amazes us with their on-track moves. Peck changes lines and goes down to the middle. Wise has a monster run. Zeb Wise takes the lead back once more. Peck leads the left. Wise slides in front of him. Justin Peck off the bottom. He'll lead down the back stretch. That Deaf-Defying Move was brought to you by Dry Dean Diesel All Deaf, the official deaf of the world of outlaws and wheelmen everywhere. Visit drydean.com for more information. For decades, Drydean Lubricants has been made in America and made to last, paving the way on our highways, in our fields, and on the production line. Today, Drydean offers a complete line of engine oils, greases, hydraulic and transmission fluids, and diesel exhaust fluid. If you want greater performance and protection for your critical engines and equipment, go to drydean.com. Driding, American-owned and operated, and a proud supporter of racing and race fans everywhere. Just like racing components, Aggressive Hydraulics purpose-builds hydraulic cylinders to perform for customer-specific applications. They design and manufacture mobile-style, single-stage cylinders, as well as multi-stage telescopic cylinders. It's a no-one-size-fits-all approach with Aggressive Hydraulics. Hydraulic solutions for virtually every industry that uses hydraulic cylinders. They proudly design and manufacture all cylinders in the United States. Check out the video of their story at AggressiveHydraulics.com. Love our friends at Aggressive Hydraulics. Man, I'll tell you what, they do so much. They're so involved in the sport. Fun, fun folks, for sure. Hey, let's go to the Dean Hotline because joining us fresh off from a trip to the, to, to the victory lane at Lincoln, 
Uh, and maybe a fresh off a trip to the bank to make a deposit, $20,000. Uh, Justin Peck joins us. Hello, Justin. Welcome back to Wing Nation. Hey, thanks for having me. Hey, I think you were right, though. I did just get back from the bank. Did you really? Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. That is that is good. Um, Justin, it had been a little bit of a dry spell for you, but you picked a really good time to pick up the pace and a really good track, the $20,000 to win race. But, boy, I'm telling you what. That 40 lap race had a lot of twists and turns for all of you guys. Yeah, it's uh it's nice to finally break out of our shell here towards the end of the year, you know, with a couple of big races coming up. Um I feel, you know, I feel like our 13 car's been <clears throat> right there for the last couple of months. It's uh you know, we've had a lot of podiums and a lot of top 5s just uh really haven't been able to to break through for that win and it's uh it's nice to be able to do it especially uh you know at Lincoln Speedway with 20 grand on the line. Justin, talk a little bit more about your season. You started off so strong, a bunch of wins early in the year. Uh, I think you won a little bit in June. But talk about just sprint car racing in general. The, the, you, know, you said you had top fives and podiums, but it can still be frustrating as a driver not to get back to victory lane that easily. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I just know how good, you know, the Booth Motorsports 13 is, you know, with Sean and Kurt on the wrenches. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's not very often that we hit the racetrack and we're not, you know, very hooked up or, or you know, motor's not hitting right or something like that. Um, you know, I don't know. It's, uh, you know, when you're battling for, you know, podiums and stuff, it's hard to be upset. But, you know, in our mind, we feel like we're a little better than that. And, uh, I feel like we had a couple opportunities that we might have let you know, slip through our fingers, whether it was, uh, you know, I made some mistakes late in the race or he had some flat tires or whatever the case may be. And all that, you know, all that stuff just adds up and feels like a huge weight on your shoulders. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you just got to gotta keep fighting through it. And that's kind of what we were able to do here, you know, towards the end of the season. I mean, it seemed like a three-month dry spell or whatever it was. But, uh, you know, realistically, we had a lot of good runs in that, just, uh, you know, weren't on the top step. Justin, I want to talk a little bit about Lincoln Speedway. You picked up the win earlier this year in a, in a Pennsylvania Speed Week show. Um, you had commented in Victory Lane, one of the things Aaron and I talked about early in the year, we had you on early in the year when you when you went up at Port in Williams Grove and you talked about studying racers, studying racetracks. You actually mentioned Lance DeWeese mm-hmm. and Alan Crimes in Victory Lane, two guys that get around Lincoln. What types of things have you learned from those guys and have you been able to apply to have the success at Lincoln? Uh, you know, for the most part, my whole, my whole career, I've always been a guy that goes and pounds the top down. And, uh, you know, as I, these last couple of years, I've really tried to make an effort to, uh, you know, not always go out there and do that. You know, sometimes, you know, I like to win races and you can't always do that running the top. So, uh, you know, especially going to a place like Lincoln and watching guys that get around there, around the bottom, like Lance and, uh, Alan crimes, you know, just, uh, I've watched a lot of video on those guys, just how it just, basically how they angle the turns, you know, I mean, it's Lincoln, Lincoln's one of those places that you can't, I don't want to say you run it like other racetracks, but uh, you know, it seems to have its own type of uniqueness, especially when it comes to running the bottom and the way the inside guardrail shapes. So uh, yeah, you know, just kind of looking at stuff like opening up, you know, your, your corner entry, or maybe, you know, trying to, you know, take your, take that line away on entry, just little stuff like that. Maybe trying to figure out how to float the middle. Uh, you know, I don't want to give away all the secrets, but uh, definitely watching those two guys and just kind of like watching, watching where they're positioned in their race cars on corner entry definitely kind of helped me this past weekend. That's really interesting. And I was going to ask you more about that, but since you don't want to give away secrets, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I think it's fascinating to to talk about the, the car angle entering or, or maybe, you know, opening up your entry. That's, that's a lot to think about, but it's neat that you, you're watching that and learning it from, from video. I think that's pretty fantastic. Well, thank you. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's not, it's not necessarily something that you do, uh, 
you know, right away, you know, running second in the feature. But it's, uh, you know, it's, it's some different stuff that I've played with over the last year, two years now. Uh, but even going back to when I was driving John John Trone's car around Lincoln every Saturday night, um, you know, just trying some different stuff. I mean, you might, uh, you know, you might feel comfortable around a third in heat race, so you start doing a couple different things that you might have been thinking about or stuff you you might have thought would work, and uh, you just kind of have to make a mental note of if you thought it worked or if it didn't. Uh, you know, and that's kind of the great thing about having stuff like Race Monitor now too is I can. You know, I, for the most part, can remember what I did on lap three or four, you know, uh, so then I can go back and go to race monitor and see what my lap times were. You know, it might have felt good, but my lap time dropped two tenths. So that's it's a lot of stuff you kind of got to take into consideration when, uh, you know, when trying to go back on stuff like that. Wow, that's an incredible memory. I, I certainly I mean, obviously, I'm not racing anymore, so I, I never had that kind of memory. You also mentioned something after the race that I thought was fascinating. You talked about the first few laps of the race really trying to save equipment. And when I think of Lincoln, I don't think of that as a place where you can really uh, take it easy. It's it's kind of elbows up. How do you manage that? Uh, a lot of luck. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, it's it's uh, you know Lincoln Dirt Classic's a forty lap race, right? And and the last couple of times we've been to Lincoln, they've been thirty lap races, and it, it just seems like if you I don't want to say use up your tires or use up your equipment, but if you, you know, if you kind of go out there and, and try to give it your all the first 20, 20 laps, you know, not, it, it's just going to wear you out. I mean, it's uh, especially you go to when the cushions on the wall, like Lincoln was these last two times we were there. Uh, you know, it's, it, there's a lot of finesse to it. And uh, you know, there's a lot of, you know, sawing on the wheel, moving, you know, moving your pedals around and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, 40 lap race, like the dirt classic, I, in my mind, I felt like it, it might've been a fuel race. You know, we've got 28 gallons of fuel and 40 laps to get it done. So, uh, that was kind of the, my initial thought was fuel, but then also I knew that I couldn't, I couldn't hang with Zeb in clean air. Uh, you know, he was just, he was just really good when he could get up on top and for me to go up and try to do what he was doing, it would have, uh, it would have taken everything I had just to stay with him. So I knew it was a long race. I knew there had to have been a, a late race restart. And that was kind of where I was really, I really put all my chips in that bag where I knew if I, I knew if I could be there the last 10, 15 laps, you know, we'd have a shot at it. Whereas if I was there the first 15 laps, you know, I might not be there the last five, which are the most important ones. Ironically, you mentioned fuel. Zeb had a fuel, uh, was right down to the thing. And I think Freddie said, uh, coming to the white flag, his sputtered a little bit. So I find that fascinating that a 40-lap race at Lincoln is a fuel race. You guys, you guys must really be pouring the coals to those things, those, those engines. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I wouldn't say the track was, you know, completely hammered down and just full, you know, just full mat all the way around the joint. But, uh, you know, it definitely was hammered down. I mean, even even when you were on the bottom, the bottom still had quite a bit of grip in it just from it being cooler and being in the, you know, these fall months now. Uh, mm. You know, we're just using a lot of fuel. The air is getting a little bit better. Uh, you know, we're kind of on the gas a little bit harder. And I think, uh, you know, I think that kind of played into my hand there. Uh, towards the end of that race was I kind of moved down to the bottom. I watched I watched what Brent Marks was doing and was able to get down to the bottom and, and kind of be off the gas a little bit more and maintain a little bit. So I know when we got done, we had two, two and a half gallons left. So I don't uh, I don't know what Zeb and Freddie had, but I'm sure they were just running off fumes that they were sputtering. That's interesting. When you think about running the bottom, obviously does save a lot more fuel. And when you think where Zeb was running, he was kind of pounding the top most of the race. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, Justin, when you look at the remainder of the season, we're kind of kind of winding down, but there's still some big races left. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on the remainder of the season? 
Uh, I got to be honest, I'm definitely Williams Grove hasn't really been my favorite place over the last couple of years, but I'm really looking forward to getting back to Williams Grove for the National Open. It's uh, you know big money on the line. It's World of Outlaw race. I mean, it's uh, you got all the PA posse there. I think that'll be one of the more exciting races. And then in uh, Trophy Cup, you know, we're gonna I'm gonna go do a Trophy Cup in California here, uh, you know, late October. So that's always one of the most fun races here, getting back to Tulare, California. It's uh, that, those would be some pretty cool events. I guess so. Yeah. Holy cow! Trophy Cup, man, that is that is uh, that is a bucket list deal. I've got to get there. I got to get the I got to get my NASCAR people to figure out their schedules so I can go to Trophy Cup. But uh, I mean, that just to me, that just that just seems like that just seems nuts. I mean, which seems like a whole lot of fun. Justin, when you when you we're, we're down to just a few races, a handful of races left with the All Star Tour. When you look at your first season, crisscross in the country, Tom Book Motorsports, the Misfits, as they one time were known. Um, just how do you how do you sum up what the year has been like for you? And we know it's not over. We know a we know a national open win can certainly change the equation. But but at this point, how would you sum it all up? Uh. I think as a whole, we're all pretty happy with what we've accomplished. Uh, you know, so far we've got seven wins on the year and we're, uh, you know, I know the year's not over, but we're sitting second in the, uh, you know, the all-star circuit of champions points. And, uh, you know, I think that, I think we exceeded expectations for a lot of other people, but, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, we, we set out this deal to win races and win a championship. And, uh, you know, the way, the, the way we're gapped right now and the crazy year that Tyler Courtney's had, I don't, I don't really think we'll have a shot at getting to him with only three or four races left in the season, but, uh, you know, as a whole, I think we've done a pretty good job. You know, we've been pretty fast most everywhere we went. Uh, you know, there's a couple things throughout the year I feel like we could have done a better job at, uh, you know, on my on, on the racing end and maybe even, uh, you know, a couple times maybe hit the setup a little bit better. But, uh, you know, that's all learning. I mean, this is our first year together, and, and uh, you know, I think we've done a pretty good job. So I just uh, – we just keep working at this pace that we're doing. I think we're just going to be that much better going into next year. Seven wins this season, three wins in Pennsylvania, non-All-Star shows, Port in the Grove earlier, the Speed Week win at Lincoln, and four All-Star wins, Attica, Sharon, Muskegon, and now the $20,000 win, Lincoln Dirt Classic. Justin, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us here on Wing Nation. Yep, thanks for having me, guys. There we go, Justin Peck. Listening to him talk reminds me of Lance Deweese or Greg Hodnett. And or Greg Hodnett. Mm. Greg used Greg used race monitor a lot. Yeah. I mean. Well, and to remember, he said, I can remember what I did on lap two or three. I'm thinking that's that's someone who's very analytical. Yeah. And yeah. has a great memory. Which which would be, again, because Greg, yeah. Greg was a race monitor guy. Yeah. He would go back. He would look at race monitor all the time. And I just, I, I, I marvel at guys who can do that. Yeah. Because to me, it's like lap number two, I was hanging on and screaming. Lap number three, I was hanging on and screaming. And lap number yeah. four. Uh, I was marginally hanging on and screaming because there was nobody within 100 car lengths. I mean, it's, it amazes me what these guys do. <laughs> great, great stuff and uh, part of a great story. Justin Peck in 2021. Power isn't born. It's built over time. For over 65 years, Hercules Tires has been providing the muscle to move more drivers. Whatever the vehicle, whatever the terrain, and we back it with a powerful protection plan. So wherever the road or the trail takes you, we have the selection, value, and strength to get you there. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Flow Racing is the home of grassroots racing with over 1,300 races streaming live in 2021. 
Watch the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl, World 100, Dirt Late Model Dreams, Sweet 16, and much, much more. Subscribe today by going to flowracing.com slash MRN. From sprint cars on dirt to SK Modifieds on pavement, arena cross, drag racing, and everything in between, it's here, live, and on demand. Subscribe today by going to flowracing.com slash MRN. That's F-L-O-Racing.com forward slash MRN. Over 200 events from coast to coast, and they're celebrating 30 years of scattering soil. The American Sprint Car Series, the world's largest sprint car sanctioning body, is bringing more thrills with wing and even more non-wing action in 2021. 11 regional tours, the national tour. No matter where you are, we're coming to a track near you. Can be there, get double the streaming fun with Racing Boys and FlowRacing.com, bringing all the adrenaline to your favorite streaming device. See the full lineup of this now at ASCSRacing.com. The National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum, one sprint car place in Knoxville, Iowa. A great, great spot, that's for sure. We always talk about them each week on Wing Nation. We talk about them in the in the uh, discussion with the birthday calendar to talk about some of the greats. Later this week, Don Edmonds, Bob Carey, Bob Hampshire, Ernie Triplett, Bruce Brom Jr., Steve Butler, Lanny Edwards, Ralph Morgan, and Vern Flip. Rich. A popular day on Sunday. Yes, yeah, Sunday. Sunday, we got five birthdays on Sunday. Today would have been the birthday of Bob Estes. Bob is a 2001 inductee into the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame, born on this day in Los Angeles, California in 1913. His dad, when he was 10 years old, took him to a racing engine shop, and as they say, the rest was history. <laughs> He knew what he wanted to do. Now, he tried driving and realized that was going to be difficult to make a living. And then, well, the war happened. WW2, and so everything stopped. Following the war, though, he was able to acquire a Mercury Lincoln car dealership. And he got into racing big time. Sponsored Troy Rutman mm-hmm. locally. 1948, he entered his first Indianapolis 500. Failed to qualify, but certainly had the bug. Had a stock car on the West Coast. A year later, he's building and fielding sprint cars. And over the course of time, became a multi-time USAC champion. Served on the USAC board of directors. And anybody that knew Bob Estes knew he was a class guy. So, and he is forever enshrined. He passed away in 2001, the same year he was inducted, at 88 years old. And he is forever enshrined in the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum, one sprint car place in Knoxville, Iowa. Now, I uh, had a great opportunity to talk. Uh, they have for this the rest of this week. Now, we're, we're down uh, well, October yeah. 1st is the end of the Greg Hodden. A week and a half. A week and a half. So y'all need to get there and see Mm -hmm. this. And I was talking to a number of people in central Pennsylvania that are history buffs, that are sprint car fans, and to a man, everyone said, Knoxville has done the salute to champions very, very Mm -hmm. well every year, but none better than the Greg Hodnett salute. Yep. Uh, It is high praise for, for Bob Baker and the crew. High praise for Roger Johnson, mm-hmm. for Sherry, and everyone. Um, I had multiple people come up and ask, did you see the Hodnet display when yeah. you were in Knoxville? And I said, yes, I did. Did you? And they were like, it was spectacular. So it's spectacular. You need to check it out. You need to do it. SprintCarHOF.com. That's SprintCarHallOfFame.com. We need to step away. When we come back, we're going to talk to J.J. Hickle, the winner 
of the Jesse Hockett Memorial. For a year-round high-quality eating experience, look no further than sage fruit, apples, pears, and cherries. Not only is their produce healthy, but they are grown with such care and precision that you can count on each piece of fruit having exceptional flavor. Sage fruit, it's our first choice for quick and easy snacking. Circle B Diecast is a new diecast outlet from Plan B Sales. What started as Lionel and Chase Authentics Apparel Distributor has grown into the largest distributor of diecast and now includes Auto World Greenlight Collectibles, Brand Art, Sandbass Artwork, and University of Racing Lines. They have a huge inventory. The folks at Circle B Diecast love racing and support drivers like Kyle Larson, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Christopher Bell, and many others with sponsorships and partnerships. And on orders over $20, use promo code MRN for free shipping. Check them out, CircleBDieCast.com. Sunoco is a proud partner of Wing Nation. Not all fuels are created equal, so fill up with Sunoco Ultratech. Sunoco Ultratech is a top-tier detergent gasoline that is proven to make your engine run cleaner, longer, and more efficiently. Using the same detergent package as what is blended into some of Sunoco's high-performance race fuels, you can trust Ultratech for your everyday race. Whether you're headed to the track or just hitting the road, fill up with Sunoco Ultratech and fuel your best. Let's get right back to it. The Dry Dean Hotline has been a busy, busy place. By the way, this is Wing Nation, presented by Hercules Tires. So glad you joined us. We are in the Hercules Tire Studios. Joining us now, fresh off from a trip to Victory Lane, the 11th annual Hockett McMillan Memorial for Lucas Oil Raceway. J.J. Hickel joins us. Hello, J.J. Welcome back to Wing Nation. Hey, it's great to be here. How are you guys today? Well, we're doing good. We appreciate you jumping in the vehicle and finding (laughs) cell service, because that's what happened. And we do appreciate the effort in getting us dialed in here. Um, And congratulations. You never seen Lucas Oil Raceway until Thursday night, and you got to see Victory Lane with a $10,000 check on Saturday. That's got to be a fun, fun weekend. Oh, man, it was awesome just from, you know, getting to see such a such an immaculate facility for the first time and getting to experience that and uh, just kind of improving every night. You know, Thursday we, we ended up 11th and then Friday we ended up 5th and Saturday we won the big deal. And it was just uh, it was just awesome to, to see our team improve over three nights and just to, uh, to get to be at such a, such a huge event to honor, honor an awesome guy like Jesse. The whole thing was great. Having his dad with us in Victory Lane, it was all just it was a really special weekend. When you, when you go to a place that you've never seen before, you get to run three nights in a row. Like you said, every night you improved on your finish. How does that go? I, I mean, obviously, every time you come off the track, you've learned something new. Is it, is, is it a combination of working on setup? Is it things that you picked up during the, the few nights? Well, how, how did that go over the course of three nights? Well, I would say definitely, you know, you learn, learn with setup and, and then the track tendencies. And then just, I would say you get more comfortable with all the, uh, you know, just like the very fine lines and the edges of the racetrack. But the big thing is you kind of learn what the track's going to do. But, I, I mean, honestly, they, they kind of threw us a curveball on Saturday night. I, I think everybody was kind of geared up for a real slick uh, ice rink like we had the first two nights. And, uh but he was kind of chasing Derek Agar there. He was he was really good on those flick tracks. And then they, they got a little bottle on it for the final night. It ended up being kind of a different different type of race track. So so by the third night when everybody kind of thought what they were they knew what to expect, then it got different again. But but yeah, you know, it's just just a testament to my crew chief and me, just the way he works with me and the way that we can always seem to 
figure out how to get me comfortable uh, on, on any surface, whether we've seen it or not, seems to, seems to really just be an awesome deal. That is so neat. I watched the uh, watched the highlights of the race, mm-hmm. and your start was spectacular. <laughs> I think fifth to second, if, not, if I'm not mistaken. I, I've never driven a race car. What is that like when you nail the start of a race and you've got to just be praying for no caution, you know, because when you hit it good, what is that like when you, within the first lap, lap and a half, you set yourself in pretty good shape after, you weren't buried in the field, you were fifth, but what is that like when you have a start like that? Oh, it's huge, you know, because because really going into the race, you know, starting fifth, it was like, you know, I knew I knew we were going to be good, I, but I, you know, I I didn't know how, how good, you know, we only get a couple of hot laps on a night like that where we're locked in, so you just get a, a couple of hard laps, you know, two or three hours before the race starts, and then you got a 40-lap AMA. And so, you know, lap one kind of tells you a lot. And it was like coming out of turn two there, we split two guys, and we were running third down the back stretch, and it was like, man, yeah, please no yellow. And then, like, just, man, we keep our nose clean for 40 laps, and I think we're going to be here at the end. Just our car is just so solid right off the bat, and it just it stayed, it stayed strong all, all race long. JJ, you've had a fantastic year, first year on the ASCS Tour. Uh, you know, you talk about your season when we talked earlier in the year, and you look at this win, you talked about how uh, cool it was for you to, to beat Roger uh, Crockett. You've watched him for years, and you look at that, I think there were 68 cars entered. Uh, just talk about the emotions of not only this awesome season you've had, but to win such a, a marquee event like you did. Oh, it's it's just huge, you know. Uh, uh, you know, as far as 360 racing goes, it's definitely one of the crown jewels. And uh, yeah, I've I, you know I've I've ran behind Roger second, third to, to Roger so many times in my career. And he, you know, racing around uh, the Pacific Northwest as I was, you know, growing up and learning, he was he was pretty dominant around there. So so to be able to race with him, you know, and, and to get one from him, you know, it was it was really cool and really special. It's like to finally have one come out on the other end, you know, and uh, and yeah, and the, the big thing is, you know, the Hockett is a really, it's a really special race, you know, to everybody that ever knew Jesse. I didn't know him well, but I had, you know, several conversations with him and always, you know, he never really left without a smile. And so to have his dad there in victory lane and uh, just, just to see how happy, you know, how, how much that race meant and everything, it was, it was huge. You know, our crew, we were, we were ecstatic in victory lane and just, uh, just everybody, you know, it's it's a it's a really big deal for this race team, and we're really really proud of out of winning that one. All right, so you drive for Ivan and Jane Wooden. All right, so um, I know Ivan. You talk about your crew chief does a great job. We had Matt Covington on our television program last week, and not only did you rave about Jane's cooking earlier, but Matt <laughs> was like, we're traveling up and down the road with J.J. Hickle and Jane, and we're eating like kings out here. So <laughs> is, the, uh, is, is, is the cooking still uh, on, 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 on top shelf here late in the season? Jane's still, Jane's still rattling the pots and pans pretty good? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I'd say she's making her championship run with the cooking as well. You know, the other day, in Wheatland there, I actually heard Matt say that he was eating vegetables, and he said, man, if I eat vegetables, this food must be damn good. So, <laughs> so she's, she's doing a good job still, and she's keeping everybody happy and fed, and uh, no, she's, she's really doing an awesome job. Actually, we're, we're all kind of, we dropped my truck off to get worked on today, and then we were all hanging out at the laundromat here, and she's just taking care of us, you know, and so it's, it's a good deal. 
I need to meet Jane. After we had you on last time, she sent me some Facebook messages. We went back and forth, and uh, someday I'm going to meet Jane. But, J.J., when you look at the remainder of the season, just four more races left. You go to Little Rock and then Devil's Bowl. Um, if you look back before the season started, in your wildest dreams, would you ever imagine the, the season that you've had so far? I mean, not really, no. It's definitely exceeded our expectations. It's been really just, you know, pretty pretty dream season. You know, there's there's always ups and downs in racing, but, no, it's been where we're at getting along and it's really an awesome thing and it's definitely definitely a pretty pretty cool season something to remember for sure no doubt uh we had you on early in the year jj you had swept the weekend at devil's bowl which by the way bodes well for where the season yeah. ends okay so I'm, I'm i'm excited about that you got that little i-30 thing with memphis that you're gonna have to deal with here in a couple of weeks but one of the things you told us jj is that r- when this thing started off this is was going to be a one-year deal. I don't need to get in your business or anything, but we are getting toward the end of that one year. Um, are are you you working on stuff? Do you do you have things for the future, or where where is the status with that at this point? No, right now, I mean, it's, the future is open. I mean, I've talked to a couple of different teams about you know a little bit of interest here and there, but I, I don't have anything dialed in yet. I'm definitely still looking. I, I tell anybody that asks, I say, you know, I'm basically an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year because all my friends watch a lot of sports, you know. So, but no, I'm, I'll be, I'll be in free agency, and I'll really hope to get a, hope to get a good opportunity. And, and I'd really like to go 410 racing next year, but all of that's kind of still up in the air. I'm just, I'm ultra focused on, you know, finishing out this year strong and uh, you know, putting our best foot forward at all these races we have left. And I figure if we can. We keep a good friend. I, I just what I tell anybody is I, I look at every race for me as like an audition for for hopefully the next potential fire owner, you know. And if we can keep representing the Warden family well and running up front, hopefully, hopefully the next family will chance on me. What what a story! Mm-hmm. What a story! And I and I I just I respect so much what what Ivan and Jane did in getting you and what you've done and how you've handled it. And honestly, JJ, how you handled that answer. I mean, I just, yeah. it's just like, we don't know what's going to happen and it's an audition, but wins like the Hockett McMillan Memorial are pretty good on the resume. That is for sure. So congratulations on that win again. Uh, we wish you the best uh, uh, I-30 next weekend. And then at Devil's Bowl as you see if you can wrestle a championship away here. But uh, thanks again for joining us, JJ. Yeah, thank you guys very much to be here and uh, look forward to hopefully talking to you again. Let's hope so. There we go. J.J. Hickel joining us on the Dry Dean Hotline. Boy, I'll tell you what, that is uh, it's just neat. and that's just Such a good story. It just is such a good story. And Ivan and Jane have said, we want to do this one year. And it sounds like that's the, still yeah. the game plan. And, and I respect them. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah, the, it's you not, know, it's not, it's not like that. It, you know, exactly. And, and to bring the whole kitchen well, with and you. Well, Jane has gone on the whole road <laughs> cooking with everybody, but Ivan's flying back and forth yeah. every week. So, I mean, I've, I've thought about this a couple times during the season. I'm like, poor old Ivan's got some frequent flyer miles and probably doesn't want to get on a plane ever again. <laughs> you know? I mean, I so I get every aspect of it, and I just – in, in meeting, I met Ivan. I met JJ at Batesville. I had Jane's chicken at Batesville. So oh, it was spectacular. Um, it's just like we're talking a whole bunch of classy, first-rate people going through what their deal was. Yep. And when their deal comes to an end, wishing each other the best and moving on to whatever the future holds. And I'm telling you, if you're a sprint car owner out there, that might be a young man you might want to talk to. Good stuff, for sure. All right.
Let's see where we're at here. We're just about wrapping this one up. So as I mentioned at the top of the show, coming up on our Thursday podcast, Greg Wilson. Yeah, I get a, I, I just can't wait to talk to Greg um, and see uh, just, just what cloud he is on after that yeah. weekend of racing. It is just really, really neat. Fun stuff. Wing Nation Apparel is available at the All-Star Circuit of Champions trailer. That means it's available at Eldora this weekend. You can get it there or at www.wingnation. Coming up this weekend on Wing Nation, presented by Sage Fruit, Hunter Schoenberg. Great, great visit. We already recorded it. Great, great visit with Hunter Schoenberg, so you're going to want to join that on Rev or Mav TV. We really appreciate Justin Peck and J.J. Hickel for joining us. More important, though, than all of that, thank you for joining us here on Wing Nation, presented by Hercules Tires. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those cameras up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc.